Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast from Israel, where we read you the entire Bible in one year based on the weekly Torah portions. My name is Johanna and I'm your reader today. Today is Wednesday, the 9th of March, and on the Hebrew calendar, it is the 6th of Adar 2. And today in history, according to tradition, was the day when Moses completed the writing of the Torah. This week, our parasha, or section that we read from in the Torah, is called Vaikra, which means, and he called. Today's aliyah, or today's portion, is Leviticus chapter 3. Before we begin our readings, let's take a moment to bless God and to thank Him for giving us His Word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to His people Israel and to all peoples through His Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. If his offering is a sacrifice of peace offerings, if he offers it from the herd, whether male or female, he shall offer it without blemish before the Lord. He shall lay his hand on the head of his offering and kill it at the door of the tent of meeting, and Aaron's sons, the Kohanim, shall sprinkle the blood around on the altar. He shall offer from the sacrifice of peace offerings an offering made by fire to the Lord. The fat that covers the innards, and all the fat that is on the innards, and the two kidneys, and the fat that is on them, which is by the loins, and the cover on the liver, with the kidneys he shall take away. Aaron's sons shall burn it on the altar on the, on the burnt offering, which is on the wood that is on the fire. It is an offering made by fire, a pleasant aroma to the Lord. If his offering for a sacrifice of peace offerings to the Lord is from the flock, either male or female, he shall offer it without blemish. If he offers a lamb for his offering, then he shall offer it before the Lord, and he shall lay his hand on the head of his offering and kill it before the tent of meeting. Aaron's sons shall sprinkle its blood around on the altar. He shall offer from the sacrifice of peace offerings an offering made by fire to the Lord. Its fat, the entire tail fat, he shall take away close to the backbone, and the fat that covers the entrails, and all the fat that is on the entrails, and the two kidneys, and the fat that is on them, which is by the loins and the cover on the liver, which with the kidneys he shall take away, and the Kohen shall burn it on the altar. It is the food of the offering made by fire to the Lord. If his offering is a goat, then he shall offer it before the Lord. He shall lay his hand on its head and kill it before the tent of meeting, and the sons of Aaron shall sprinkle its blood around on the altar. He shall offer from it as his offering, an offering made by fire to the Lord, the fat that covers the innards, and all the fat that is on the innards, and the two kidneys, and the fat that is on them, which is by the loins, 
and the cover on the liver, with the kidneys, he shall take away. The Kohen shall burn them on the altar. It is the food of the offering made by fire, for a pleasant aroma. All fat is for the Lord. It is a perpetual statute throughout your generations, in all your dwellings, that you eat neither fat nor blood. That was Leviticus chapter 3. Today's portion from the prophets is Isaiah 2. This is what Yeshaya the son of Amutz saw concerning Yehuda and Yerushalayim. It shall happen in the end of days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be raised above the hills, and all nations shall flow to it, and many peoples shall go and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Yaakov, and he will teach us his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For Torah will go out from Zion, and the word of the Lord from Yerushalayim. He will judge between the nations, and will decide concerning many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. House of Yaakov, Come, and let us walk in the light of the Lord. For you have forsaken your people, the house of Yaakov, because they are filled from the east with those who practice divination, like the Philistines, and they clasp hands with the children of foreigners. Their land is full of silver and gold, neither is there any end of their treasures. Their land is also full of horses neither is there any end of their chariots. Their land is also full of idols. They worship the work of their own hands, that which their own fingers have made. Man is brought low, and mankind is humbled. Therefore do not forgive them. Enter into the rock, and hide in the dust, from before the terror of the Lord, and from the glory of His majesty. The lofty looks of man will be brought low, the arrogance of men will be bowed down, and the Lord alone will be exalted in that day. For the Lord of hosts has a day against all that is proud and lofty, against all that is lifted up, so that it is brought low. For all the cedars of Lebanon that are high and lifted up, for all the oaks of Bashan, for all the high mountains, for all the hills that are lifted up, for every lofty tower, for every fortified wall, for all the ships of Tarshish, and for all pleasant imagery. The loftiness of man shall be bowed down, and the arrogance of men shall be brought low, and the Lord shall be exalted in that day, and the idols shall utterly pass away. Men shall go into the caves of the rocks and into the holes of the earth, from before the terror of the Lord, and from the glory of His majesty, when He arises to shake the earth mightily. In that day men shall cast away their idols of silver and their idols of gold, which have been made for themselves to worship, to the moles and to the bats, to go into the caverns of the rocks, 
and into the clefts of the ragged rocks, from before the terror of the Lord, and from the glory of his majesty, when he arises to shake the earth mightily. Stop trusting in man, whose breath is in his nostrils, for of what account is he? That was Yeshayahu, or Isaiah, chapter 2. Today's portion from the writings is Psalm 142. A Maskil by David when he was in the cave, a prayer. I cry with my voice to the Lord. With my voice I ask the Lord for mercy. I pour out my complaint before him. I tell him my troubles. When my spirit was overwhelmed within me, you knew my root. On the path in which I walk, they have hidden a snare for me. Look on my right and see, for there is no one who is concerned for me. Refuge has fled from me. No one cares for my soul. I cried to you, Lord. I said, You are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Listen to my cry, for I am in desperate need. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. Bring my soul out of prison, that I may give thanks to your name. The righteous will surround me, for you will be good to me. That was Psalm 142. Today, our portion from the Apostles is Acts 9. Now Shaul, still breathing threats and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went to the Kohen Gadol and asked for letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, that if he found any who were of the way, whether men, <coughs> men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. And as he traveled, he got close to Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. Then he fell on the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Shaul, Shaul, why do you persecute me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Yeshua, whom you are persecuting. But rise up and enter into the city, then you will be told what you must do. And the men who traveled with him stood speechless, hearing the sound, but seeing no one. And Shaul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one, and they led him by the hand, and brought him into Damascus. And he was without sight for three days, and neither ate nor drank. Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Hananiah, and the Lord said to him in a vision, Hananiah, and he said, Behold, it is me, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Yehuda for one named Shaul, a man of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying, and in a vision he has seen a man named Hananiah coming in and laying his hands on him, that he might receive his sight. But Hananiah answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he did to your holy ones at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief Kohanim to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel to me 
to bear my name before the nations and kings and the sons of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Hananiah departed and entered into the house, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Shaul, the Lord who appeared to you on the road by which you came has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Ruach HaKodesh. Immediately, something like scales fell from his eyes, and he received his sight, and he arose and was immersed, and he took food and was strengthened. Now Shaul stayed several days with the disciples who were at Damascus. Immediately, he proclaimed the Mashiach in the synagogues that he is the Son of God. Then all who heard him were amazed and said, Is not this he who in Jerusalem made havoc of those who called on this name? And he had come here intending to bring them bound before the chief Kohanim. But Shaul increased the more in strength and confounded the Jews who lived at Damascus, proving that this is the Mashiach. Now when many days were fulfilled, the Jews conspired together to kill him. But their plot came, became known to Shaul, and they watched the gates both day and night that they might kill him. But his disciples took him by night and led him down through the wall, lowering him in a basket. Now when Shaul had come to Jerusalem, he tried to join himself to the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, not believing that he was a disciple. But Barnava took him and brought him to the emissaries and declared to them how he had seen the Lord on the way, and that he had spoken to him, and how at Damascus he had preached boldly in the name of Yeshua. So he was with them, entering into Jerusalem, and proclaiming boldly in the name of the Lord Yeshua. And he spoke and disputed against the Hellenists, but they were seeking to kill him. When the brothers knew it, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. Then the assemblies throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and were built up, and they were multiplied, walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Ruach HaKodesh. Now it came to pass, as Kepha went throughout all those parts, that he also came down to the holy ones who lived at Lod. There he found a certain man named Annas, who had been bedridden for eight years because he was paralyzed. And Kepha said to him, Annas, Yeshua the Messiah heals you. Get up and make your bed. Immediately he arose, and all who lived at Lod and in Sharon saw him, and they turned to the Lord. Now there was at Yafo a certain disciple named Tabitha, which when translated means Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and tzedakah, which she continually did. But it came about in those days that she became sick and died. And when they had washed her, they laid her in an upper room. Now as Lod was near Yafo, the disciples, hearing that Kepha was there, sent two men to him, imploring him to not to delay in coming to them. Then Kepha got up and went with them, and when he arrived, they brought him into the upper room. And all the widows stood by him weeping, 
and showing the coats and garments which Darkas had made while she was with them. But Kepha sent them all out, and knelt down and prayed, and turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes, and when she saw Kepha, she sat up. Then he gave her his hand and raised her up, and calling the holy ones and widows, he presented her alive. And it became known throughout all of Yafo, and many believed in the Lord. And he stayed many days in Yafo with a tanner named Shimon. That was Acts chapter 9. It concludes our readings for this episode. However, if you are reading through the Apostles twice in this year's cycle, you'll be reading Revelation chapter 3 today also. I just wanted to take a minute to thank each and every one of you who have been supporting us, especially those of you who are patrons. It really means so much. This is something that we've been doing for years and years, and some of you have been faithfully giving for the past few years, and I just wanted to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Um, it really, really means a lot. So thank you to all our patrons, old and the new ones who have jumped in more recently. Thank you. You know, um, things may seem free, but nothing is really th- free. Everything costs something, and it's a huge encouragement that you guys want to get behind this podcast and you really believe in what we're doing and you want to show your appreciation, so thanks. And now, before I sign off, I want to really just present to you a couple of prayer requests that have been sent in by some sweet mamas today, and I'm going to do the next one that came in by order of when it came in and then another one that just came in today because I feel like it's a bit urgent. So first we'll do the one that um, is in line up next. So this first one is from a sweet new first time mother and she just really needs encouragement. She says, please pray for a new mom to have better time management, contentment, and the desire to be a better mom. You know, I can absolutely relate with um, that struggle of just every time you think you, you can do something, there's that baby who needs you so much constantly. And it is so hard sometimes to go from that adjustment of of not having that and to all of a sudden everything in your life revolves around this little baby. And uh, so let's lift up this sweet mama together in prayer that she would receive encouragement from the Lord, even as she probably doesn't even have time really to sit down and, and just pray, but that throughout her day that she would be encouraged as she turns her heart to God and uh, pours out her troubles to him. And our second prayer request is also from a sweet mother who is expecting her fifth baby any day, but she has been having a very high heart rate continuously as of late and has been placed on bed rest. She says that I am very much more nervous for the labor and delivery process than I usually am simply because of the heart rate issue. I would really appreciate some prayers and hopefully my home birth plan will be able to happen and baby and I will be safe and healthy. 
So let's pray for her as well and just really ask God to touch her body and to bring that heart rate down so that she can be comfortable and safe. And um, just that the angels of God would surround the mama and the baby right up until the moment of birth and that she would feel God's strength and have, be able to have that wonderful home birth that she's looking forward to. Well, that's it for today. If you are wanting to email us a prayer request, you can send them to dailybreadmoms at gmail.com. So let's not forget to pray for these mamas today. And um, that's it for me. I'm Johanna with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom until next time.